Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk all about news, comics, and media related to the Transformers. On this episode, there's a host of Transformers Earthspark news, early unseen test footage from Transformers Animated has been recovered, and the first guest announcement for next year's TF Nation Minicon has been revealed. Today is Friday, September 23rd, 2022, and this is episode 304 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that's feeling the spark for Transformers Earth Spark. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Man, Andor was amazing. Can't can't wait to watch the next episode. Hey, Charles. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is a Transformers podcast, not a Star I, Wars it, podcast. I, I, it, I said on the last show that I'm, you know, I was going to watch it. I've seen it. It's great. Let's go. <laughs> the amazing and awesome producer and editor, Mike. Yeah, I was right there with you, Jeremy. Right, right in the couch. It was a good time. <laughs> and Daryl in the closet, the Cybertronian beast. <laughs> mm. What I was watching too was also very good. <laughs> Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start the show by thanking our Donatrons, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and support the show. We really appreciate it. Is this really the way you want to thank our Donatrons, Charles? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best I can do on short notice. <laughs> if you'd like to become a Donatron and support these shenanigans... You can just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. That's where you can sign up either on Patreon or PayPal. Uh, in addition to uh, watching our nonsense, we do have bonus shows, extra content. You're entered into all our contests automatically. Lots of good stuff. And, uh, of course, this week we had the bonus version of our Empire of Rust, our latest tra- uh, episode of the Transformers Live Play RPG podcast, Empire of Rust. That was Magnum Unchained. And now, coming this Monday, it's the regular version of that episode available on the free feed for everyone to listen to. So that'll be at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust coming this Monday, September 26th. You'll get access to episode 85. And Magnum is unchained. Stay tuned. All right, uh, let's jump right into the show. We're going to start off because Daryl has got a convention report. Yeah, so I was at uh, London Comic Con this weekend and I. Uh, I was able to get a media pass, so that was really fun. And I uh, I went there with the intention of putting on a panel, and I was able to do that on Saturday morning. The uh, the panel, I thought, you know what? Uh, people may not want to sit there and listen to me talk about Transformers for an hour. I mean, you do on a podcast, and it's definitely easier to do that when you're part of a, a, a group like I am here. 
but I thought, you know, I've been doing podcasts for, you know, over nine years with you guys. Maybe I've got some experience that I can, you know, you know, help other people do podcasting with if you, they wanted to get into podcasting. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to put on a, a podcasting 101 uh, show. So if people wanted to start podcasting, they could sit down, take some notes and uh, and learn how to basically leave the convention and go home and make a podcast and it would be free because everything that we've kind of come up with or, or, or learned throughout all the years that we've been doing this, they could, uh, uh, we've come up with or found a, a, a free way to do it. And so I, uh, I, I figured, you know, I'll dispense some knowledge over the course of, uh, of an hour. And, uh, it was a good, it was a good panel. I thought I, I had some really, uh, some really good, uh, ideas that I could, uh, you know, give out and I, I recorded it. Um, my, uh, my panel was not an hour, uh, I, I, uh, I gave, got through all the notes. I had two pages of notes I wanted to get through and, um, and I, I was able to do it in like a half an hour. So, um, yeah, it, uh, I don't think I talked like super fast, but, uh, maybe I did. Um, I didn't have any questions so that, uh, you know, generally, you know, can, uh, can eat up a bunch of time, but, uh, yeah, I, I did record it. So maybe I'll put it up. Maybe I won't. It's not transformers related. So it's, it's not really dedicated or, or necessity for the transmissions, you know, YouTube channel. But, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that it was just a fun little thing to have happen. But, um, I, like I said, I did have a media pass there because Jim shooter was there and, uh, and I wanted to get an opportunity to, eat, uh, to interview him. And, uh, and he has had a, a profound, uh, you know, impact on, uh, transformers with a, the, him being the, uh, one of the the main people behind the 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 eighty six or sorry the eighty four book you know getting published over there at Marvel, so I wanted to chat with him a little bit about that and and find out um you know how did that exactly come about and you know so I got about a a half hour interview in with him and um and then we talked to we had about two or three oh, maybe four questions about Transformers and um and then we uh, we kind of got into a couple other things. This uh, definitely was recorded. I've got video, uh, you know, of this, and we've. Uh, this will be going up on the on the transmissions YouTube uh, page as well. So I'll have that uh, once it's done. Um, I don't want to try to to uh, to re like to kind of go over any of his answers or anything like that because I'll probably screw it up. And it'd be better if you heard him from his mouth anyway. So, um, but yeah, we we talked about his time in the comic book industry. A couple of he told some stories about his time at Marvel. Um, you know. Uh, he had a panel on Saturday where he was interviewed by another guy that I know, and uh, he got some uh, some really good stories out of him about uh, his time with uh, you know with Marvel and being able to to uh, to learn from like the greats like Stan Lee and and uh, Jack Kirby and stuff like that, and you know just just the 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 idea that you know the he was you know working with these titans of of comic books you know at the time and it's just it's it's amazing to think that you know uh, the uh the 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 like the kevin bacon separation you know is is like you're now talking to jim shooter who's you know one degree of separation from 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 jack kirby here right so it's 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 really kind of it's very kind of surreal um but i actually uh, got a question for you sure What's he up to right now? Is he just doing like the convention circuits or is he, is he well, still? He's, he's, he's the, uh, he's the president of a company. I, I forget the name of it. It's like, uh, 
independent creators something or other uh it does produce comics uh he uh he he does employ uh um chris claremont so you know he's uh he's another pretty big name in comics but it's uh he's only you know he doesn't do an awful lot right now uh you know the convention circuit really is his uh you know I think it is his means of income, but he made an awful lot of money, you know, working in comics at the time. So he was the, uh, he was the editor in chief at Marvel from like 78 to 87. Still, uh, I, I did the research before I interviewed him. So he's the third longest serving, uh, editor in chief after Stan Lee, who did it for like decades, um, and will never be caught. And then there was, um, uh, Joe Caseta who who uh who did it for the second longest who was only like a couple years longer than than um than shooter so still the the third longest serving one um and then uh and then after he left uh marvel about two years later he started valiant comics and uh he did a whole bunch of stuff there and then um and then once uh and then his uh his business partner ousted him from valiant he uh he started defiant comics. Like he's always just, he just starts companies, you know? So he's, uh, he's in another company right now where he's doing stuff, but it's, I mean, he's, he's like, uh, 70 years old right now. Like, you know, it's time for him to slow down, you know, but, uh, he's been in the comic book industry since he was, uh, 13 years old. So he, uh, he famously, and I mean, uh, Jeremy may even know this because it's a DC book, but he, he famously sent in scripts to DC um, as a 13 year old and they published them in uh, adventure comics. Mm -hmm. So um, it's uh, it's, you know, the, uh, the editor at the time had no idea that he was getting, you know, scripts from a 13 year old. And uh, once he, once they finally met the met, met him, he, uh, he was 14, but, uh, yeah, he was, uh, <laughs> he, he was, uh, he was like, uh, wait a minute. How old are you? And he's, he's like, okay. Okay. He's like, oh, I'm 14. I'm like, well, he thought he was a, he thought he was a college student. So yeah, he, yeah. uh, he, he yeah, was the it, target demographic of the books. He was, but yeah. he was writing, he was writing beyond his years. So yeah. yeah. So they kept him on. They kept, they kept, he, he was the writing books for DC. Yeah. yeah whatever yeah it's the 60s right what um but uh yeah so it was a really interesting you know kind of talking to him about that apparently he you know he's from pittsburgh so he they his family needed the money um so his parents you know they they said let him uh, let him do this he likes doing it you know it's not really hurting anything so let him do it and if they're gonna pay him then we're gonna we're gonna take the money so yeah so it was uh, an interesting kind of discussion there but uh and I, I didn't really get into it with him about that i taught i touched on it a little bit but um but i just you know i couldn't fathom doing something like that at 13 years old you know just you know maybe writing a letter to an author right sure that's kind of fun or, or writing a letter to a comic book you know because that was they had letters pages and that was kind of fun but to write a whole comic and then to say yeah i'm gonna like i want to write this and then send it in and then you know, expect to actually get the job and, and actually start writing. I wouldn't have the balls for that. Like, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that was pretty, uh, pretty daring of him. So, you know, um, but yeah, so we, we talked, touched on that a bit and, uh, but the con, it, it was, it was an interesting, uh, you know, just being back at a, you know, in a local con um, and, uh, and they, they really didn't have a lot of comic book stuff. 
Um, there was like three or four dealers that were doing comic books. Um, the, uh, the, the like cosplay and crafting and, uh, um, that was like, uh, that seemed to be the main draw of the show. Um, so it was an interesting kind of, uh, you, you really, at this show, it really seemed like the, the future of, 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 you know, of comics and, and, and cosplay and, and, or not cosplay, but the future of comic cons was in this like cosplay industry, right? That's it's insanely popular. And I think it's probably a lot more popular than even a lot of us realize. Like they had an entire floor of this building dedicated to just cosplay, which was, which was crazy. So, yeah, but it was, it was a fun time just to, to get there. I was able to pick up a lot of books that, uh, um, you know, I, I, I had on my want list and I haven't been able to find, I found a great deal on a Mr. Miracle number one. Uh, so, I mean, that's a nice Jack Kirby book that I, I really didn't expect to find ever. Um, got it for 25 bucks. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take that all day long. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, it was fun to be back at the show and, uh, you know, I, um, I'll have to decide whether I want to do a, um, uh, uh, like a panel again. Cause, uh, it's uh it's it's definitely hard to do a solo panel um you know you gotta just you gotta be pretty confident in your material and uh and luckily enough i had a lot of it kind of memorized over the years of just doing the show with you guys so i i only had just had to kind of reference my notes to kind of keep me going but uh if i were to do just a panel on comic books or something like that then you know i'd have to actually reference the notes a lot and just kind of read off the uh off them off them which is it makes you nervous just to yeah. kind of sit there and look at papers all day all day my first uh solo uh panel i did was the same type that you did and it was the same thing just basically sped through what i thought was going to take like 45 minutes and mm-hmm. but i i had questions which really helps it does yeah yeah, yeah. and i i did kind of hope for questions but i i you know i had a uh, the the show had opened at uh at 10 and my panel was at noon and um and it was uh it was kind of uh it was it was sparse the crowd was sparse they so. don't really promote a lot of those panels unless it has a guest yeah anyway it's never easy yeah. to compete with lunch right no <laughs> no it's not no or 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 a, a newly opened uh show floor right so yeah but either way i had a great time and uh and it was uh you know it was fun to to see people. My daughter met Carrie Payton, so that was that was fun for her. She loves. Uh, oh, uh, she, she really enjoyed uh, the uh, the the cy- She got a, a signed picture of a cyborg um, from Teen Titans, so that was that was fun for her. I had met him years ago and got a, a figure signed for him uh, by him from Grimlock on uh, RID 2015. But uh, he was really great about meeting her, and uh, you know he's a, he's a really nice dude. Great. All right, thanks for that uh, that report, Daryl. And we are looking forward to that Jim Shooter interview coming very soon, uh, medium soon, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Eventually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, and we will move on to media news. That is me. It's okay, Daryl. You can go on mute now. Turn your camera off. You're you're done for today. See ya. <laughs> Bye, Daryl. 
So we got <laughs> so we got a lot of stuff in media news today. Wow! Now I know how Daryl felt on his uh, on his panel. <laughs> okay, so we get a lot of stuff on media news this week, uh, but it's all you know, fairly small, small potatoes news. Uh, we got an interview with FJ DeSanto and uh, crap, Mike Avila. Mike Avila. Mike Avila. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Game Rant talks with uh, Mike Avila and FJ DeSanto about the War for Cybertron art book that is coming out. I believe it's in October. So uh, you can take a look at that interview on GameRant.com. Uh, they talk about uh, his inspiration for the the book uh, and even just kind of the show in general a little bit. Uh, talk about whether it was in, inspired by the the old War for Cybertron games or anything like that, and uh, and yeah, so it's a, a lengthy interview, so it'll be a few minutes of a read, but still, it's uh, it looks it's it's pretty good. There's a there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. A nice compliment to our video interview with FJ DeSanto and Mike Avila from a couple weeks ago. Yeah, why are we promoting Game Rant's interview when we did a better one? <laughs> <laughs> it's a chaser after you watch it. Exactly. It's like you got drunk with uh, with ours, and then you got to deal with the hangover with theirs. I, I'm uh, sure that FJ will love you coming. <laughs> <laughs> he asked about you. I apparently pissed him off so bad. <laughs> I I offered an honest critique of the show, and I, I was mostly positive with it too. But whatever. Uh, FJ, if you're listening, screw you, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, moving on from uh, from that. Good. Uh, let's see here. So we got. Uh, let's see. At the Brand Licensing Expo in Europe, uh, we're going to have trans- we're going to have Hasbro there talking about some of their properties, primarily uh, Transformers, uh, primarily Earth Park, Earth Earth Park, Earth Spark, and Rise of the Beasts. Uh, but also, they're going to be talking about the Transformers and My Little Pony Hotel that's coming soon. Um, hmm. What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think they buried the lead on this one, didn't they? Uh, key brands on display will include Transformers with the new animated kids series Earthspark and Transformers Rise of the Beast due for release in 2023, as well as the first Transformers and My Little Pony Hotel coming soon. Now, this is a UK show, so presumably that hotel will be showing up in the UK? Nope. Shanghai. No? Shanghai. I was wrong. I just looked it up. And the expo will be taking place at the Excel London on September 20th. Uh, so actually, it will have already premiered by the time this show comes up. So, awesome. I think we need to plan uh, a research trip to the hotel. <laughs> research trip. <laughs> Shang- Shanghai. Do, do we have enough budget in the Patreon coffers for four tickets to Shanghai? No. Sorry, guys. Do, do, do you have enough for one ticket to Shanghai? Maybe one way. <laughs> one way. 
we can't even have like Bove come and give us a give someone a ham. How can how can we afford Shanghai trip? All right. Uh, now for some EarthSpark updates. Uh, I'm not going to go through each and every piece of this because there's a lot of content from EarthSpark, but we got a bunch of images, uh, comparison shots between the uh, EarthSpark character designs and the G1 character designs. Uh, it's an interesting bunch of images. Uh, you know, looks cool. I mean, the designs for the characters in 3D here aren't bad at all. Uh, I've I've seen a lot worse, uh, but yeah, they're interesting. So I will definitely take a look at Earthspark once it it finally premieres. Um, but yeah, the character designs are looking kind of neat. Uh, we got a uh, a third teaser trailer that has come out. Uh, looks pretty solid. I mean, it's a teaser trailer. You're not going to get a ton of information from it, but it does look kind of cool, so you can always take a look at that. Uh, we also got some new promotional images of the series coming out as well. Uh, again, it is premiering on November 11. Uh, so we got some new promo images on that, and another video What that the came out. hell? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> For you audio listeners, it, it's the video stopped right on the spot where you can see Prime's face. And mm, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Let's Ag- keep that again, face plate up. Yeah, again with the no faceplate. Please keep well, the faceplate like up. He has the faceplate a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, change that to all the time and I'm in. <laughs> RC looks like a '57 Chevy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. the The character is like the actual like modes that they've chosen for a lot of the bots are really interesting choices, and I'm kind of glad they they went a bit non traditional on this. Elita One turns into this like big wheel like four by four truck. Okay, don't stop on that on that screen. <laughs> <laughs> Play it again, and uh, there we go. Anywhere, anywhere but there. Uh, Alita one is like this big, like this big wheel truck that looks kind of badass. RC turns into like a very classic, like muscle car, like a, like Jeremy said, uh, like a '57, like like uh, Chevy kind of kind of car. It's a really neat look, and it's a it's definitely a departure from from previous uh, previous designs. So that's kind of cool. Soundwave. Looks like a. It, he honestly looks like a stealth bomber, yeah. but um, I think he's supposed to be some sort of like drone kind of ship or something. Did we know that Swindle was in this show? I didn't know Swindle was so. going to be also in this. Wheeljack. Yeah, you see him right there. I think they talked to a Wheeljack before, didn't they? I could have sworn he was on a list somewhere for the show, mm-hmm. not to be executed. And uh, and yeah, and and the and. Uh... Self, self aircraft for soundwave. So yeah, skull B2 cruncher. Bomb. Yeah, skull cruncher. Our cro- our crocodile Decepticon. Mm-hmm. Megatron turns into like this twin bladed like VTOL kind of helicopter thing. Very reminiscent of his animated design. Decepticons transform and rise up. That could be a really neat line to to hear on this. So there's there's a lot to to appreciate about the direction they're going with this. Prime Space is not one of them, <laughs> but hopefully we see that uh, in limited numbers. Just going back to that real quick, 
Uh, you I, don't need to. You don't need to at all. <laughs> when I first saw this, I thought of those books, like the ones that Charles had been getting from the UK in that art style. And this was done by Boulder, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So maybe they're inspired by you know some of that UK art that was like this. God, his face looks like a bad choose your own adventure book. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. As as long as they keep the, the, the face plate up, then then we're fine. Wheeljack's design is very reminiscent of his his prime yeah. mode. I'm I'm looking forward to this. I, I I want to see what it is, but some of these modes like Alita One and RC are things we haven't seen from these characters before and I'm looking forward to to seeing them, especially the toys of these figures. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now I'm I'm really like I said, I'm really digging the, the look of, of a lot of these character designs. So I I hope this this series turns out as as good as we hope. I will admit that when I first heard that it was a very human centric show, I was like almost immediately turned off from it. But hopefully that they they can keep it going with this. Uh, so that is a lot of media for Earthspark. Uh, take a look, take a, a listen, and uh, and yeah. So moving on to the next piece on here. Uh, we got some unseen test footage from uh, Transformers Animated that came from uh, Derek J. Wyatt's uh, estate. It was sold to a, a store in California called uh, Blast from the Past. Uh, and the footage is some test animation uh, along with the an unused score that was uh, put together for the show. Um, whomever... Whomever took the the screens of this, it uh, looks like they uploaded it to YouTube. They actually ripped the the DVD content so you can see that uh, in see that on YouTube and yeah, see what uh the stuff that was cut and just not used from from animated. I took a, a quick look at it. I, I was I saw it on the the Twitter uh, page, so it was a little it's a little difficult to see because it was just a video of the uh, of the screen. But yeah, it looks it looks pretty interesting. And seeing like this stuff, like this may have never come out, and and someone was uh, was gracious enough to uh, take some shots of this and pop it up there for all of us to see. So good on them. Yeah, I mean, th- this is stuff that you never ever get to to see. Like the mm-hmm. composers of the original Teen Titan series we're apparently in talks because this has some music from them as samples that that's that that show had such amazing music to it 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 would have been interesting to see their take on you know the transformers animated stuff totally uh and the last thing that i want to talk about i touched on in the uh in the toy show uh but the Transformers deck building game, uh, A Rising Darkness. That's the uh, the Decepticon expansion slash standalone game that is uh, that is out. 
uh, has been released. It is being shipped out, and a lot of people are getting their copies now. Uh, if you were at Gen Con over the past few weeks, you may have been able to pick up a copy in person. Renegade Games had them at their booth, along with uh, early versions of the two expansions, the Infiltration Protocol and Dawn of the Dinobots. Uh, so if you were there, you might have been able to, to grab a copy early. But I got my copy in a couple of days ago, and... Uh, it's a it's a pretty fun game. I know we did a uh, a live stream on it for the the base game. Uh, this is a hundred percent Decepticon standalone game, so you can play as all your favorite Decepticons. It's got Megatron, Starscream, Thundercracker, Soundwave, uh, Scrapper, and one of the Insecticons, Shrapnel, I believe. Uh, and it came with a, uh, a promo pack for the pre-order, so you could play as Astro Train as well. Uh, it adds a new uh, team versus team like play mode to it that you can that you can try out. Uh, but if you have played the the first deck building game, this one is again 100% standalone, so you can mix and match it, combine it, or you can just play it as a standalone on your own. So, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty fun time, and I hope that we can uh, we may be able to do a, a stream of this version as well. So that'd be that'd be fun to try. Not for Daryl though. <laughs> Daryl doesn't like to play games. No, I'm all serious. He's just not the fun guy. Nope. I'm I'm curious how the how the Decepticon game plays out like what kinds of things they have like in terms of the the flavor text for you know what what kinds of schemes or stuff you're doing as decepticons well don't forget that in the in the base game you're playing autobots thwarting decepticon schemes and this time you're playing decepticons thwarting autobot schemes so all of this stuff is fairly heroic and you're trying to stop them Uh, there's Ooh. a bunch. There's a bunch of allies in there. There's a, a Sean Berger card. There's a Doctor Archival card. Ah, <laughs> nice. Yep. <laughs> they pull a couple of relics from the Prime series. So there's the uh, Polarity Gauntlets that you can uh, pick up. Yeah. So a lot of neat stuff in there. But if you're if you were f- familiar with the base game and you've you've enjoyed it or even enjoyed watching us do it then you'll like this one as well the the mechanics are very similar cool uh, and i think that is it for media news so um i guess we got some convention news coming up don't we in convention news this week uh tfcon chicago which is coming up closer than any of us really kind of remembered uh before the show we were all just kind of like we haven't really we're not ready for it but um you know none of us have hotel rooms yet but uh they have announced that andy barnett who is the voice of rhinox in the war for cybertron kingdom cartoon will be there uh i i thought rhinox's voice acting was pretty good in the show you know since they didn't have any of the original beast voice actors back i, I thought it was it was pretty good uh, but you know, I'm sure they'll have other uh, War for Cybertron announce or voice actors like they've had recently. But uh, this is October 21st through 23rd, so be sure to check him out. 
and uh, we also have over across the Atlantic, uh, TF Nation is having a TF Nation Minicon uh, next year, and they have announced that Nick Roach, who, um, you know, wrote tons of comics for IDW, uh, pretty much all the record stuff, and he's also d- did a Spider-Man Renew Your Vows series at Marvel, and uh, Monster Motors was a creator-owned work that he did. So uh, Nick is awesome. He's great to talk to. So I'm sure he will be a blast at this mini-con that they're doing. <laughs> mini-con. Yeah, so that is all we have here for convention news. Okay, we will finish up the show with some feedback. Okay, just one uh, little piece of feedback, but it comes from artist Marcelo Mater. Great guy. And he liked our review of the Shattered Glass issue number one that we did last week. So uh, Marcelo says, nice review. Glad you guys liked it. And a big thanks to IDW Publishing, David Marriott, and Riley Farmer for bringing me back for this last gig. Yeah, so this is the... Final set of IDW comics, and uh, it's no better way to go out with Marcelo Mater and Andrew Lee Griffith on art duties, and of course, John Paul Bove on colors. I saw recently he just finished his last page. Mm -hmm. He was like the last artist to to touch Transformer stuff from IDW, like original work. Wow. End of an era. Yep. Hmm. Okay, well, that takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode. As always, uh, we give a shout-out to our Masterpiece Donatrons at the end of the episode, and we want to thank them for all their support for continuing to support us at our highest level on Patreon. So thank you once again to john 4 Levengood and Demontech82. Micah, thanks again for joining us this week. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find your stuff online and what do you want to plug? Uh, thank you for having me again because it is always a pleasure to be here and to hang out with you guys. Uh, yeah, so pretty much it's Empire of Rust right now. So uh, just keep on, uh, you know, transmissionspodcast.com uh, slash rust. Uh, to get all the episodes or just search for Empire of Rust in the podcast feed of your choice, uh, assuming you don't get it already with the all-show feed. So, yeah. Uh, But take a listen if you haven't. And, you know, it's there's not a ton of episodes. I mean, we're, we're, you know, in the mid-80s at the the moment. So there's still plenty of time to, to catch up. I mean, when I started listening to, like, actual play podcasts, like, they were, like, like, one of my favorites was the glass cannon and they were already like 200 something episodes and I went through the entire thing. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, very, very doable to, uh, to catch up on Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm a very busy man. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. That's why I haven't listened to a I like Big Bots yet. 
I understand Touché. that. And I'm okay. And I'm okay with it. Busy man here. Yep. I'm okay. I, I am not, uh, I, I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. I think this is turning into like a big game of chicken with us. Like we will not listen to each other's content for no matter what. <laughs> I have no problem with that. <laughs> it's, it's a gentleman's agreement. Don't worry. No. All right. That's, okay. that's me. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike, again for coming on. And thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, all. Later, skater. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Transmissions.